Louis, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Rose? Well, we're going, we don't need Rose. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. No, I am your father. You're listening to After the Ending, the only film podcast where we tell you what happens after the ending of your favorite films. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Spring and Phil Edwards. Hello and welcome to After the Ending. I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And this is our last episode of the year, Phil. Yes, 2016 is drawing to a close. It is indeed, and uh, it's been a, a heck of a year for our little podcast yeah, what, here. what a year. It's been our first year. Well, not our first full year, but we started. Yeah, we started pretty early, though. It's been almost a year, so yeah. it certainly has been. It's been the year of After the Ending. Yes. So uh, just remember all the good times that After the Ending has brought you, and forget about all the, the rubbish that's been going on in the world. <laughs> That's right. I but thought you were about to say, forget about all the rubbish that we brought you. You know, yeah. like, it's like, well, I don't know that we brought them that much rubbish, but all right, I'll, yeah. I'll you know, <laughs> I can accept a little criticism, you know, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we are, we are back this week with another bonus episode, uh, like we had last week. Uh, you know, it's the end of the year, holidays, things get busy, so we got a few bonus episodes to close things out, and then we will return strong in the new year with a regular format. So, um, Phil, tell people what we're going to be doing in today's episode. Well, we will be doing a Quizmaster Deathmatch, where I will be asking you questions about Predator, and you will be asking me questions about the Sting, and it currently stands with me in the lead at four games to three. Yes, I have, I have suffered four crushing defeats in a row, so I'm hoping to reverse that today. Uh, we will see what happens. I'm not, I'm not feeling overly confident, but yeah. one never knows what could happen. Um, but, I know, but we've also got some interviews with the, uh, some people who are involved in the new show called Shut Eye which uh, looks yes. quite good from what I've seen on the yes, trailer. Yes, indeed. Some some famous uh, faces you may have uh, recognized, including Jeffrey Donovan, uh, Isabella Rossellini, of all people, uh, Emmanuel Shrieky, David Zayas, uh, and Katie Strickland. So a lot of uh, really great actors and very cool people we're going to be talking to in just a little bit. So stick around for that. But first, let's get to the soul-crushing defeat that I am most likely about to suffer, shall we? Yeah, I don't know. It's been a, been a while since I've seen this thing, so we'll see. Uh, well... Or is it? Did we'll I see, see last year or the year before? See, I can't remember when I saw it last. So. <laughs> or maybe I'm doing a long con. My first question then is going, to be, is going to be, when was the last time you saw The Sting? No! <laughs> hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we jump into the, into the, to the quiz then? Uh, okay. I'll let you kick off this week. Oh, let's explain the, the points real quick. Uh, so for, oh, yeah. so our six questions, the first two questions are one point each. The second two questions are three points each. And the last two questions are five points each. So that is how we score it. They get a little harder as they go along. So uh, let's see what, what your softball easy one is, Phil. Okay. What song is playing in the helicopter at the start of the mission? Oh, come on. It's some loud ACDC song. Um, nope. Something like that. Nope. No. Thunder uh, Thunder in the sky? Thunder from the sky? No, there's no thunder, there's no sky. Oh, fine. I don't remember. It's Long Tall Sally. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, dear. Not there. What can I say? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm starting off good. Well, yeah. And here, now I have an actual easy one for you. Okay. The Sting was the first universal film to do what in 43 years since All Quiet on the Western Front in 1930? Oh, okay. okay. Blimey. Uh, so this is the first question, is it? 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I thought it was an easy one. It was the first Universal one, sir. The first Universal film to do what in 43 years since All Quiet on the Western Front in 1930? Not have any opening credits? That is incorrect, sir. I'm sorry. It was the first Universal film in 43 years to win the Best Picture Oscar. Oh, gee. I wasn't even thinking. <laughs> oh, I didn't think about after the fact. Oh, I see what you mean. Yes, I should have got that. Eh, well, listen, yeah. I feel a little better now since I missed your one-point yeah. question. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll oh, take okay. the edge wherever I can get it. No good question, though, yeah. Blimey, that was a long time between. I know, right? Good, 43 yeah. years before, between Universal. They must have been, like, ecstatic when that one, yeah. you know? Wow. Finally. Okay. Here we go, then. This one All is right. multiple choice. Okay. How many gorillas led the men away from the helicopter? Is it 8, 12, or 20? Um, hmm. That's a good question. I'm going to say it is eight. It was 12. It was 12. I, you know, I was going to pick 12, but I thought, well, you wouldn't go with the middle number because I just did that last week, and then you're going to, you know, all right, fine. Okay. Always go all with right. your guts. Go with your guts. Yeah, I should have gone with my gut. I knew it was yeah. 12. All right. Okay, here we go. Which famous costume designer provided the costumes for Paul Newman and Robert Redford in the film? Oh, no. Uh, I can't think. No, no. You give up? Give up. It is Edith Head. Oh, I knew that. Oh, <laughs> One of the few famous costume designers out there, I think. Yeah, you know? I know, yeah. Oh, no. All right, well, okay. listen, this is making for a riveting episode so far as we yes. are zero to zero on our easy questions. So I'm sure it's going to get much more exciting as we go into our harder questions. More, most definitely. Okay, then. What arm does Dylan have shot off? Okay, let me think now. Let me picture it. Now you've got a choice of two. <laughs> yeah, is this multiple choice? <laughs> Um, so my memory is telling me one arm, my gut is telling me the other arm. And since I just lost by not going with my gut, I'm going to go with my gut and say it was his left arm. <laughs> it's the right arm, right? It is the right arm. Yes. Sir. Damn, I knew See, my memory was telling me it was the right arm. Uh, well, if you know your memories, right, you should go with your memory. Well, you know, I did. Uh. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Well, so far it's nothing to nothing. Yeah. All right, well, we're into our three-point questions. That was my first three-pointer that yep. I should have gotten right. Okay, here's your first three-pointer. Which composer was hired to adapt Scott Joplin's ragtime melodies, including The Sting, for the film's score? Oh, I know all these, but I've just drawn a blank. I've gone totally blank. All right, well, would you like the answer? Count, count me out, I don't know. Okay, it was Marvin Hamlish. Oh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if I had a bleep button, I'd be swearing now. <laughs> Oh, All right. I well, we one. are tearing it up tonight. Okay, then. So the your last three-point question. How many grenades does Dutch have for the final battle with the Predator? And I can give you a multiple choice if you want it. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Is it one, two, or three? <laughs> Thanks, Phil. <laughs> that, is, that is super helpful. Yes. Um, I'm going to say two. No, it was three. It was no, three. it was two. It was, you got it right. It was two. Oh, it was yeah. two? Yep. Sweet. I got one right finally. You did? Well done. Woohoo. Okay, here we go. Here is your second three-point question. What is the name of the 1940 book which is believed to have served as the basis for the movie, but whose author sued the movie studio for plagiarism? Mm, it's now these... Oh, I can't think. The, the long con. Oh, you're so close. It's the big con. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, I should have got... Uh, you were close. You were on the right track. Yeah. Went down to the five-point questions. Okay, here we go. Yeah. All right. Which character is always telling dirty jokes to Billy? Oh, well, it's Shane Black's character. Yeah. I know that. Uh, what's his name, though? Um, is it? Is it... 
Jenkins? Something no, like that? You no, you were close. It's... You were close. It was Hawkins. Hawkins. So you got the Kins right. But I knew it was Shane Black's character. So that's yeah, you something. got that right. Yeah, but that wasn't. Why did I forget his name. I, I I find it hard remembering the names for actually some. Okay, well that was that was that was a tough one. I should have had that one. I knew that one. All right. Well, you almost had it. You had the last half. Yeah, yeah. Uh, still, I know there's a million people out there listening, going, "Come on, it's Hawkins." Everybody knows that. Well, I think there's people listening to going, "These two guys know nothing about these." I films, know. But... <laughs> <laughs> this this idea for a segment is terrible. You guys should think of something <laughs> different because you don't know anything about these movies. Yeah. What? That's so easy. <laughs> right. All right. Well, here's our five-point questions. God knows what this is going to bring, but uh, here we go. Go and hit me with it. What beer, one of the largest beer companies in the world in the 1930s, is featured prominently in The Sting? Uh, this is uh, Schlitz. It is Schlitz. Nice job yes. pulling out the five-pointer. Yeah, you, you muff it on the easy questions, but you pull it out on the on the big hard one. Nice well, job. Well, it's beer. <laughs> right, so you have a natural advantage there. I get it. <laughs> now you're talking my language. Yeah. <laughs> you're right, right, exactly. I, sh- I should have known that, that would be an easy one for you. I should have made that a one-pointer. <laughs> okay, here is your last question, also worth five points. What are the first words spoken in the film? Is it Dutch, you son of a bitch? Nope, you are close. It's You're looking good, Dutch. Eh, I knew it was something to do with Dutch. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Here's your last five-point question. Okay. The character of Lonigan has a real-life, one-of-a-kind 1936 car. What kind of car is it? don't know. Model T Fords. No, it was a Pierce Arrow. Ah, okay. Which apparently in real life only one was ever made, and they used the actual one for the filming. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Somebody, I believe, who was involved with the film lent them the car that was his, and he, <sighs> he owned it, and he lent it to the film for the production. God, you'd be nervous, wouldn't you? Yeah, You're seriously, the only, I would. the only one in the world. Wow. Yeah, crazy, right? Yeah. Well, all right. Cool. Well, um, on the basis of me completely getting all of those wrong, uh, I think I know that you, the, who the winner was for this one. But well, you got one right. You got one yeah, right. right. Exactly for three points, and you got yeah. one right for five points. So guess what that means? It means that Phil is the big winner again. So if now a five to three lead, uh, my movie uh, trivia credibility is is sinking to the bottom. Well, we of both the only seat. got one right each, but just as we, you know. The scoring. Yeah, the sure. Score. I'll stick with that. That'll make me feel yeah. better as I blame the scoring. cry myself to sleep blame the, tonight. Blame the scoring scheme and right. not your knowledge. <laughs> well, or my lack of knowledge, really. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. let's move on then uh, so I can try and recover. My soul is crushed, but uh, I will try and rally with some interviews with some very cool people. So Shut Eye is a new series airing on Hulu, and it is about, let's say, a rather unconventional family. But rather than having me tell you all about it, why don't I have the uh, cast themselves tell you about the show. So first up, let's hear from Jeffrey Donovan, who you probably know best from the hit show Burn Notice. Well, that was a good show. Yes, indeed. And Katie Strickland, who also starred on Private Practice. And they are the two leads in the show. So let's hear them talk about their on-screen relationship and what they're doing in Shut Up. Well, let's start with the easy questions. Tell us about your characters in the show. That's easy. Linda is uh, the wife of this lovely gentleman that plays Charlie Haverford. We are, um, you know, a very normal couple. We run our psychic parlor and we work for these hideous monsters and we are raising a teenager and putting him in private school by doing $40 an hour readings and mirrorballing at fancy parties. (laughs) And uh, we're a couple of people on a very... uh, grand journey because we are making big decisions about how we're going to proceed with our lives as individuals 
and as a couple. Sort of where they're at together. And then this man is going to surprise me at every turn, and in some ways I am, but not some of it's not surprising, I would imagine. I don't know. That's up to everything's you. surprising. <laughs> Always. Uh, yeah, and we, we, we run a psychic shop out of our house. Um, and uh, we're controlled by um, a, a clan of gypsies that oversee uh, the psychic shops of LA and the tarot card reading shops. And uh, we're just a normal everyday husband and wife just trying to make a buck and get, get their kid in the private school. Yeah. You guys have a really incredible cast. Um, what what's the atmosphere like on set? You guys you guys have fun, enjoyable process shooting the show. Very enjoyable the cast. Uh, the, we have a great camaraderie between us, and, and and I think it helps that we're all, you know, over our pubescent years. <laughs> <laughs> right. That we all have uh, you know a wealth of kind of experience, and um, we're settled in our life, you know, in a good way. Right. Um, and a healthy respect for it, you know, and for each other. There was a lot of that. People yeah. Really. And we all knew uh, of each other, and, our, and if we didn't, we brushed up on their work and said, "Well, geez, everyone's really good." <laughs> yeah. So it's been it's been great, and the cast we love seeing each other, and, and uh, it's a true ensemble. It really is. Next up, we have two extremely recognizable faces as well. Uh, David Zayas, who you probably know best as Angel from Dexter. Uh, he's a great character actor. He's also been in The Expendables and about a million other TV shows and movies. And also Emmanuel Shrieky, who you might recognize from the movie Wrong Turn, or she was in a bunch of episodes of Entourage. Uh, and I may or may not have a slight gigantic crush on her. Um, <laughs> so, uh, But I don't think it was too obvious, hopefully, my question. So here, here here they are talking about their roles in the show. How you guys doing? Good. How you doing? Good. I'm awesome. I'm super excited to talk to both of you. Great. Thanks. So, uh, well, we'll start with the easy question. <laughs> so just quickly give us a breakdown of your characters on the show. Uh, I play the character of uh, Eduardo Magana, and he goes into uh, Charlie Haverford uh, to try and get help for his son, which he's having problems with. And, um, you know... Eduardo's just a loving guy, but he's somebody that will come back and bring some interesting surprises to that storyline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds yeah, intriguing. Scripts. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I play Gina, and she is a um, uh, shady kind of character. She comes in from Vegas. She doesn't have a lot to do with the whole psychic world. She comes in, she's a hypnotist. She's very good at it. Um, and she really, Gina is, um, I love Gina. I miss Gina. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Playing Gina is really so fun. She doesn't have a very big conscience. She kind of just does what she needs to do. Conscience. Sorry, I knew what you meant. Um, she does what she needs to do, and she's a bit of a hustler, and she will stop at nothing. Um, and in that, she's also, you know, very kind of sweet and vulnerable, but that's totally not who she is at all. <laughs> Every character is kind of eccentric and a little weird and not normal. I don't know. I just they, they seem like 
everyone uh, had secrets. Everyone had an interesting outlook on how to deal with. You know, most of us have these other lives that we that we don't we don't want to share with people, and it's, they just all these characters seem to have that edge to them. You know, that kind of was made it interesting for me to explore, especially my character, who's not in the nucleus of the family from the get-go. He actually just comes in, and what happens when this certain energy comes into this family dynamic? It may or may not be, you know. Of good spirit. You guys have, a, I mean, a phenomenal cast. What What's the atmosphere like on set? Do you guys have time to Great. have fun? Well, oh, I, to yes. me, this is one. This is probably one of the closest casts that I've ever encountered with. Wow. And 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 I'm talking about. I never even had seen with her. I know. And right. I'm still. And, well, I, we and we still out, like we tight yeah. and we're supportive and we're like really uh, interested about what, how we're interpreting our characters. Yeah. Really a great mature cast. And, yeah. And it's some that that. It was, that really was, that's great. It is, yeah, it, really it great. is great. And you know, I, I, I really felt like everybody just came, they brought their A-game. Mm-hmm. You know, we really cared deeply about making this the best that it could be. And you know, we don't have a lot of control on what the final product is going to be, but certainly this is one of those where the process was so incredible. Right. It was so creatively fulfilling. Um, all the characters, you know, we each of us read the script and we we're like, wow, this is so unique. I've never read a script like this. And surprisingly, that this hasn't been exploited yet, right. it, it surprises me, really. And finally, we have what is one of the most exciting interviews I've ever done, where I got to speak with Isabella Rossellini, who is, of course, an acting and modeling legend. She's the daughter of Ingrid Bergman. Uh, she was in Blue Velvet and Death Becomes Her, and more recently in Joy with Jennifer Lawrence. Um, and she's really just kind of, I think, acting royalty. Uh, and so I was, I was very honored to get to speak with her. So here she is talking about playing the sort of matriarch of this family. Well, we'll start. We'll start with you, Isabella. Tell us a little bit about your character in the show. So my character is name is Rita, and she is really the boss of this uh, uh, group of fortune teller that they have to all give a cut to her, and so she's kind of the godmother. But I decided to play her very warm, very smiley, mm-hmm. very because I thought it was more terrifying. It was just somebody that lures you in, and then you discover. You know, that there is, uh, um, and as I said in the panel, I was looking at different films because it's unusual to have a woman who is the head of a a criminal uh, gang. Um, And The Godfather, and I look at the great Marlon Brando, and that was an inspiration to play, because he plays like a benevolent grandfather who has murdered, you know, and so I thought, ha, that's the genius key. It's always fun to play not bad, you know, it's always fun. Uh, and I don't have to practice on my children or my friends. <laughs> it's, a, it's a leap of fantasy, but it's, I don't know why it's so amusing to play. It's f- more fun to play nasty than play a goody-goody. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, that's brilliant to hear. 
you're talking to Isabella, uh, but it sounds like it's uh, going to be a good show, and I'm looking forward to seeing that one. Yeah, they were really great. I mean, there's a lot of actors. That were, there were a lot of actors in that room that I'm a big fan of. I've been a fan of David Zayas's for a long time. Uh, like I said, or may or may not be in love with Emmanuel Shrieky for, <laughs> for many years. It was great to talk to her. I've, you know, Jeffrey Donovan's great. I have always enjoyed Katie Strickland, and of course, Isabella Rossellini is is fantastic. So that, it was a really nice room, but it was great to see just how down to earth they all were and how excited they were about this project. You know, that's the kind of thing that um, that really shines through sometimes. And in this case, it was definitely quite evident, I thought. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, they do all sound like they're really up, up for the show. So, and it's a bit, does sound a bit different, which is, uh, yeah, yeah, be good. Yeah, for sure. I'm looking forward to that. I'm not sure when it's coming out over here, but uh, I'm sure it will make its way over. They all always seem to. Yeah, and, and it is on Hulu online, so for viewers who have access to that, they can watch it on there for free, or at least as free as it gets for a pay service, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know. All right, great. Well, hopefully you enjoyed those interviews and you enjoyed hearing Phil kick my butt for the fifth time in a row now. Um, next week, we have one more bonus episode to kick things uh, to kick off the new year before we get back into our regular shows, uh, and that will be a lot of fun. Hopefully, I can redeem myself a little bit. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Well, yeah, we could all, all change. This one was just, we both got one question, right? So I was just lucky enough to have it on the five point of one. Yeah. So it's yeah. Uh, all it was, to play for. It was still pretty depressing. But, but I'm, I'm, st- <laughs> I'm still too too ahead of you now. I guess I'll just have to make the questions harder next time, that's all. Yeah. Or maybe I'll make my <laughs> questions harder. Oh, good. That's what I need because I'm doing yeah. so well as it is. Yeah. <laughs> what was the name of the mother of the uh, of the person who you see crossing the street behind? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that should be great. I'm sure the audience will love that too. So, mm-hmm. people out there will know that answer. <laughs> oh, for sure. They pro- some people probably will. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, then we will leave you here for now. Hopefully, you've had a, uh, a great holidays, and as New Year's should be coming up, if you're listening to this episode fairly soon after it comes out, uh, we will say to you, have a happy and healthy and safe New Year, and we will see you guys in the new year. <laughs> yeah. Happy New Year, and see you in 2017. There you go. The future. Hopefully, it's going to be a good year and a lot better than 2016 has for many of us. Yeah, not a high bar, really, considering what 2016 was like. But yes, hopefully, it will be better. So if nothing else, we know that after the ending will be better because we're going to keep striving for excellence. So stick with us. We're just getting started. You're goddamn right. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Death, from Bill and Ted's (laughs) Bogus Journey. Yes, he got it. I got what you were throwing, sir. I, I picked up what you were laying down. Yes, we we end the year with a, a slightly bad impression, but you got it. <laughs> That's, well, listen, what better way then? I mean, it is sort of our trademark, bad impressions, right? <laughs> yeah, and we're working on a, another podcast just called Bad Impressions. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be a hit for sure. Two, two hours a week of us doing bad impressions. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah. It's going to be the best podcast ever. I know podcasts. And this is going to be the best podcast that anybody has ever seen. Nobody does a podcast like I do a podcast. And let's see. There's the intro. It's it's already well already. Right. It's just going to be my bad impression to start things off. Yeah. Yeah. Or was it? What do you mean? No, that wasn't. That was Christopher Walken. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, on that note, I think it is time to wrap this up. So as always, we thank you very much for listening. I am Mike Spring, or perhaps I'm someone else. (laughs) 
Or maybe that was me doing Mike's voice. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and I'm Phil Edwards, mate. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, there's only, well, I'm Australian, am I? <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that. I was like, oh, yeah, that's my – well, because it's a bad impression. You see, I couldn't, oh, yeah, I couldn't yeah. do my real impression of you because that wouldn't, it wouldn't fit the theme. So That's very true, yeah. 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 Or maybe there's only one of us who does this podcast and the other, the other <laughs> one's just a, a figment. Right. It's just a – it's just it, we're so skilled with our voice that we do two people back and forth with oh, completely different accents. Am I the one who's not real? Oh, no. It's all going Fight Club. That's right. Or, or, uh, or, or The Prestige. Oh, no. I'm my own brother. <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, then, it's time for us to wrap this up. So we thank you for listening. I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And we'll see you next week. After the ending. What is the name of the 1940 book, which is believed to have served for the basis for the movie? I just mumbled that a whole lot. Let me do that one more time. (laughs)